Here at So Here's the Thing, we value participating in your local community. Last season, we did a land acknowledgement before every episode, and although our intention was to honor indigenous communities where we live, because we are a digital publication, not everyone listens from the same tribal land. This season, we are taking 25% of our profits from ads and Patreon and donating it to the Duwamish tribe through Real Rent Duwamish. We encourage you to use the website native-land.ca to look up your local tribes and find ways to forge authentic relationships and donate to them directly. Here at Holiday House Media, we acknowledge that we record from and live on the unceded ancestral lands of the Squamish, Stillaguamish, and Duwamish people, peoples that are still here, continuing to honor and bring to light their ancient heritage. We respectfully ask our listeners to research whose land they occupy. Fortunately, an indigenous-run nonprofit website called nativeland.ca makes it simple. Just type in your home address and it will give you a list of tribes whose land you live on, as well as links to learn about each tribe. Once you know, do your research on those tribes. Many have options to donate or pay rent, so to speak. If you are in the greater Seattle area, the Duwamish tribe has made this incredibly easy with real rent at https colon forward slash forward slash www.duwamishtribe.org forward slash donate. We use a template for this land acknowledgement from the Seattle Mennonite Church, which is posted on the Duwamish Tribe's website. We thank the Duwamish Tribe for making this information so accessible. Hey folks, quick content warning about this episode. We will be discussing issues of mental health and suicide. So if you are not comfortable with any of those topics and wish to move on, we do suggest skipping this episode and coming back next week. Hello! And welcome back to a little segment we like to call So Here's the Thing About Last Week. We didn't do the first part. What first part? Hello and welcome to So Here's the Thing with Grace and Carly. You just jumped right into it. Well, sorry everybody. It's So Here's the Thing with Grace and Carly, but it's also... And this is the segment called Here's the Thing About Last Week. Starting again. (laughs) <laughs> it's also on the link that you just clicked on. I hope you know where you are. But if you don't, um, we're still our happy listeners to have you. Would prefer constant. I think we're gonna need to survey them to find that out. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for a survey coming to you on whether or not you need to hear us say. So here's the thing with Grace and Carly. <laughs> so anyway, since I jumped the gun on the segment. Um, this is, so here's the thing about last week, and the biggest thing that happened last week was we launched season two! We launched season two, episode one, Mary Poppins, and you guys listened to it. Yeah, thank you all for listening. Thanks, everybody. So glad you liked it. This week is gonna be, um, a little more chaotic, um, a little bit funnier. And meaner. And meaner, because we're gonna roast. Um, we went to see a movie in theaters, and I was specifically mean because I had to pay $17 to watch a movie I knew I wasn't going to like, and I didn't. Well, I mean, nobody forced us to, but we decided that would be a good idea. I paid $0 for this movie because I pay a monthly fee to see as many movies as I would like. Yes, she gets the fancy AMC pass thing, and I usually go on Tuesdays, so I pay for a $5 (laughs) ticket, but this day, I did not... we went on a Sunday. (laughs) I did this for you. (laughs) And it was not a good movie, and we'll get to that. Um, But then we were also watching um, The Haunting of Blind Manor, because I watch all of Mike Flanagan's projects every Halloween. That's like the amount of spook that I can take. And the tradition. And I sit there, and I listen to the monologues, and Grace goes, okay, this is a spooky moment. And I go, okay, great. And I look down at my phone, and I don't pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) So I was in the middle of Haunting of Blind Manor, and to my surprise, (laughs) they do the plot of Dear Evan Hansen. (laughs) For like five minutes, they get in, it done in like in episode probably three, maybe I don't know. The little kid. I'm. I apologize if I'm spoiling. Like fast forward if you want to watch Bly Manor but haven't yet. The the little kid is trying to get himself kicked out of school, and he <laughs> he climbs a tree, and his friends out there are like, no, don't climb the tree, and then he lets himself fall out of the tree. Like you see the shot of him like. <laughs> standing on the tree he thinks about it and then he goes to like 
fall out of the tree, and it is the same camera <laughs> angles that they use in the Dear Evan Hansen movie. I shit you not. It and is. he also breaks his arm, and the next <laughs> shot you see, he's, he's just like wandering sling. in with the little sling, and his friend's like, are you okay? And he's like, yes, but he doesn't mean it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god. And then like gets into a bunch of other trouble, and I'm like, that is pretty much Dear Evan Hansen, but you did it better in five minutes. Yep. And now we Thank will... Thank you, Mike Flanagan, uh, for doing Dear Evan Hansen better than Dear Evan Hansen ever could. Also better than how we're going to summarize it here in the next uh, 20 minutes. Yeah, sorry, everybody. <laughs> but we got some shit but to say. We have things to say, and it's important, so listen to it all, because we also say funny things, so stay tuned. Um, what else happened this week? I don't know anything else that happened other than, like, you know, work craziness, but I don't know oh, what these folks want to hear about. so crazy. Guys, crazy. I designed some flowers for a cake swing. Go Google. If you're bored and you want just, like, to look at something interesting, Google cake swing for wedding. Be like, what? Why would anyone want that? That seems like a terrible idea. It's only going to take one drunk person to knock that over, and then your whole cake is on the ground. So I designed it. It was beautiful. It was going to be great. And guess freaking what? They didn't have a cake swing when we got there horrifying i just upsetting i don't <laughs> why why do these things happen um work is crazy but fun deeply deeply upsetting but i'm glad that you did the thing and you designed <laughs> I it i mean That's the flowers great. still look good whether or not you use them or the not the flowers so. were really really pretty for this wedding kudos yeah. it was incredible my mom told me that russell wilson like major broke his finger and so sorry russell so the seahawks are like bad but they were bad before so like who cares <laughs> honestly if russell wilson breaking his finger is what it takes to sink them as a no team, they were already sunk russell yeah. wilson is not that great i mean he's great he's fine <laughs> carly don't say that too loud no, no, no. he was fine he was great he is good and he deserves recognition for the things that he's done and the nfl will not give it to them not um him not um but but I just don't care. Yeah. Also, like, you gotta have a good team, man. You can't rely exclusively on Russell Wilson. Come yeah. on now. He's got, like, three kid, two kids, three kids, and a wife now. He got yeah. other things to focus on. That's what I'm saying. Is he Take was a little good, bit of the pressure off. Like, Hire some better and players. And has children. And I mean, because of all the injuries, I guess a finger break is not that bad. So, could have been worse. Could have been worse. But um, that news happened. Hope what you get better, Russell. I don't care. I, mean, I also I mean, hope, I hope football you get stops better, being a sport. People keep getting brain damage from it. Football's but the worst. I don't dislike Russell Wilson. I hope that he is okay. Like, I also I don't, don't like dislike Russell Wilson. Let it be stated. I just don't care about football. That's fair. <laughs> anyway, so I hope Russell Wilson gets better. Um, but that was that was the week, pretty much. Yeah, I think we uh, recapped as much we as we need to. Had a fun launch party. Um, it, it was great. People came over. It was lovely. We had a great time. Have fun uh, with the next segments. Yeah, we'll enjoy the, the episode. Side. We'll see you on the other side. Or AKA next week. <laughs> <laughs> see you next week. Well, hey, folks. Hello, welcome to So Here's the Thing About Dear Evan Hansen. Yes, I got to do the first part, and then she like didn't pick up the cue, and now there's going to be a weird pause there. I did not pick up the cue. I'm sorry. Um, I'm still thinking about how I'm going to explain to you all the plot of this movie. So if you haven't heard already, um, this season's premise is movies that are ahead of their time. And usually, movies that are behind their time. Yes. Yeah, so the movies that are ahead of their time are usually movies that were made quite a ways in the past. And the movies that are behind their times are ones that just recently came out. So last night... Carly and I went to go see Dear Evan Hansen because this week we got to do a Behind the Times movie after Mary Poppins last week. And Boy, I, howdy. Yeah, I don't think 24 <laughs> hours is really enough time to fully percolate. I think it's uh, a perfect amount of time. You guys are getting our raw, undigested <laughs> view on this movie. Now, which keep I think in mind, honest. we knew this was going to be bad. We literally That's scheduled we a it. podcast episode about it being a bad movie <laughs> before we saw it. Because we're both musical theater people, and we knew what it was about before we went to see it in the movie theaters. But I don't think I was truly adequately prepared for what we just witnessed. I mean, I don't know about you, but, like, I knew 
the very basic plot of it, but I did not know how it, like, got anywhere it was supposed to be getting. I knew the songs, and, like, that was kind of So before we get any further into describing this plot, I need to warn everybody who's not a theater kid, because I was confused about this for a while. Dear Evan Hansen is not a story about a gay kid trying to find himself. <laughs> I know that the songs sound like it is. Yeah. It really does. It really Even got the, me for like, a second. Movie, I was like, wait, okay, and I know Grace and I said that this is not what this is about, but is that what is this that what is it's about? about? He seems like a closeted queer kid. He's not. I mean, like, <laughs> Everyone Ben in this Platt seems like a plays it like that. But canonically in the story, he's not. This movie is actually just about a teenage liar <laughs> who, by doing something so atrociously bad, lets everybody else's shitty actions off the hook. Because when you do something this bad, you can't even focus on anything that anyone else did. Like, it's so awful. And they use that to their... To their advantage. their advantage. Like, that was... So, to give a brief overview of this plot, um, Evan is a kid with anxiety. Just in case nobody knows the plot of Dear Evan Hansen, because I don't know who listens to our podcast, some randos maybe. Right. But there is, um, a, like, trigger warning, like, suicide. Yes, actually, we we will post this before the podcast as well. Um, we're gonna record a separate one. Um... (laughs) We we will record <laughs> a separate. We haven't thing. yet, and I just want to make sure it's out there somewhere because trigger warnings are very near and dear to my heart. Yes, which also we did not get any kind get of any trigger, trigger warning in the, movie. in the movie theater. No, which is a little shady. Not that okay. Like, nothing is like, so. What's what's difficult up. about this is that Dear Evan Hansen is it's so fluffy and it doesn't take suicide seriously enough that I honestly don't know how. Like, it's less triggering than something like 13 Reasons Why, but it's still talking about these serious subjects and it's just kind of making light of them, but not, not intentionally. It's not a, it's not a satire. It's, (laughs) they're trying to be serious, but also have levity at the same time and it just doesn't work at all. But all that to say, this, this show, this movie is about mental illness and suicide mm-hmm. i guess i think that is what it's supposed to be Maybe about it's supposed to be about that i mean it says those words so i feel like we can at least put it out there for people to know that like it uh, we are and then in this podcast we're going to talk about suicide and mental health and we're going to talk about it in not a satire way yes as well it so. is going to get a little serious at for a short period of time because there is there are some serious problems with this movie but also there's some very funny some problems, funny problems with, with this movie, movie. <laughs> so so you've been warned now the plot back to the plot <laughs> so here's the basic plot as told by a person who just saw the movie 24 hours ago and that's the first time they really like sat through the story yes um evan hansen is a kid who a has senior in high school. Yes, he's a senior in high school, high school. which is ben important. Platt. Ben Platt like plays this. a seventeen-year-old <laughs> in high school, um, and he has anxiety and depression. You know this because he has medication for his anxiety and depression, and they won't stop saying Tells, it yeah. every five minutes for the entirety of the film. Yeah, so. He is going to his first day of school, and it's not, he's not at a new school, it's just school is hard for him, and honestly, that makes sense. Yeah. As someone with a wee bit of anxiety myself, I'm like, I can understand how the first day of school is traumatizing. But he, what happens is, he's he's going to a therapist, and his therapist wants him to write letters to himself, hence Dear Evan Hansen. He's, like, typing Dear Evan Hansen. Credits. Immediately. No more needed. <laughs> Waving through a window. <laughs> On the outside, always looking in, but I'm so, in my house, waving out the window. Yes, yeah, so while he's singing this song, 
going to school, he says, on the outside, always looking in, but he's on the inside of his house looking, <laughs> looking out, out of his out window. Of his window. <laughs> and that is kind so of a metaphor for the whole film, this. if I'm being honest. <laughs> and roll credits. <laughs> he writes these letters to himself, and he is very cynical about them. He doesn't want to be doing it, but he does anyway. Um, and he goes to school, and it's like a comically bad day at school. <laughs> like <laughs> Alexander he, and the Terrible Horrible He has broken his arm, and no one will sign his cast even when he directly asks them, which is something that I do need to bring up about this movie, is that there are so many, like, they literally make these gigantic leaps to make us feel bad for Evan. Oh like, the craziest shit these happens to him. real. <laughs> like, this, his friend, his, his only friend at this school... Tells him, one, that they're not friends, that they're family friends. But that walks down the hall with him like, and, like, they talk chat, to each like, other all friends. the time. I'm like, that's not that, a thing. <laughs> you if you talk to each friends. other all the time, you're just friends. But then he's like, hey, man, will you sign my cast? <laughs> and this guy's like, ew, no. <laughs> um, I don't want to be associated with you, even though I'm going to walk down the hall and we've been sitting at this little table by ourselves. Right. Like, we literally run the scorecard for games together and we walk in the halls together and we hang out relatively frequently at school. But, but we're I not friends not and, I would, friend and I would never sign your cast. And then this kid get like he's awkward and Evan giggles at things that he probably shouldn't giggle at because he doesn't know how to react which like I again that's yeah. relatable but then he gets like screamed at by this mean kid named Connor. Connor. Um, like, I don't know. It causes him to go into a bit of a tailspin, which, again, that's not super unrealistic. No, the unrealistic part was how Ben Platt portrayed it's the true. tailspin. He was just like, Wah! but in, in a very unnatural way. Just like, it does happen, but it doesn't happen like that, Ben. <laughs> for my sister Katie, but the way that he walks around the hallway is like if you've seen Freaks and Geeks. It's like Sam Weir, but bigger. Not older, but just bigger. But like still just as lanky. And his arms just kind of flop around by his sides. And a little like hunchback. And He's if like, this I'm were smaller. someone who was See? actually 17 and playing this honestly, I'd feel differently, but Ben Platt is 30 and he's pantomiming a 16-year-old or 17-year-old. I don't know. So what, what... I'm doing a terrible job at making this plot concise. This kid, Connor, like, kind of almost does an apology for yelling at him, writes, like, signs his cast, and then he's... Evan is printing out this letter that he wrote to himself, which... I don't... Do you understand why he printed that out at I school think, on the school computer? Okay, so um, this is me trying to justify this Excuse movie, me. which is something I do way too often, because Grace will be like, this never makes sense, and I'm like, well, actually, and she's like, you, you still don't it make, still any doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so I'm quite used to this process, but um, from what I understand is that he was going to his therapist after school and had to bring the physical copy of the letter into his therapist. Why, I do not know. But I think that's why he printed it, or... Why didn't he write it on a piece of paper? Technology. <laughs> why? Why? Why, if it's a sensitive letter would that you, you don't want school? other people seeing, would you... You don't have to type it. Why would you send it to a communal printer? <laughs> so, long story short, then Connor sees this letter, and it mentions his sister. Because Evan is in love with his sister. More on that in a second. And and then Connor gets freaked out and he's like, ah, are you doing this to like purposefully upset me? And it's like, no, why would you think that? Um, 
no one ever really explains why he jumped to that conclusion. Nobody um, ever explains anything about Connor. And so then... Ever. Ever. Like, this story is, like, about this kid who commits suicide, but you don't know anything about this kid except for the lies that Ben Platt makes up. It's absolutely true. We only know about the lies that Evan makes up, and that's... Like, you make, it makes us think that we know this character, but we don't. We don't know anything about... Oh, my God. Anything. So then... <laughs> I Evan goes into a tailspin as he does <laughs> at least seven times throughout this whole seven film. Times a minute, and he's calling. He's calling. No, he doesn't call. I think he talks to him the next day. He talks to his not friend but family friend Jared, and it's like he's gonna put it online. And Jared's like, "Calm down. He's not gonna put it online." But you know, they're not friends. That's <laughs> this is family friend stuff. Family friend no stuff. Friendship. Very family friend stuff. <laughs> and then you find out that like Evan gets called in the principal's office and he meets. Um, what's his face? Amy Connor's Adams. parents. <laughs> yeah, Amy Adams, pretty much. Amy Adams and her super sexy husband. We'll get to that in a second. Um, and they're like, oh, Connor wanted you to have this letter. And it's the letter he wrote that Connor stole from him, which this would be a perfect opportunity for him to be like, actually. oh, actually, I wrote that. It's an assignment for therapy. I'm like, I get, I get being an awkward teenager, but sometimes there are things that you just really do need to communicate. Like, I know these people are sad, but their son just died. Like, you owe it to them to be honest. Yeah. You are not going to help these people. <laughs> it's also, like, it's hard to break that to them, but it's not that hard. And this movie makes it seem like it's such a monstrous act to tell the truth. <laughs> it does. Like, it's it makes it... Feel as though it would be the hardest thing on the planet for Evan to tell these people the truth. He's gonna ruin their lives. It is like the worst their lives, thing are, already their lives are already ruined. Their son just died. You cannot. I promise you. I promise you can't wait. Also, like they get into it later, and so I'm just gonna jump ahead because oh, we're here now. But basically, he never stops lying. He's just like, hello. Until, like, I the will, very end. I will never... And I will just make it worse, and then I'll lie to my mom, and then I'll lie to the whole school, and then blah, 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 blah. I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, no. I he had a point stop- before He I never stops there. lying. I, I totally just... I <laughs> lost it. Like, I had a point, and I was gonna jump to the end, and then oh, I was well. gonna say my point, but it's gone. Anyway, so... <laughs> All that to say, Evan, what, what was your point? What oh, your point? I remember. Like, uh, nope. It's gone again. <laughs> oh my god, it's so close to me. It's something about how the end when, like, they're talking about, the, they're, like, making fun because they're, like, it got posted, his letter got posted on the internet. And so then the whole yes. internet's mad, mad at the family because they're, like, oh, man, your son killed himself and didn't even write a letter to your family. He wrote it to this Which weirdo. also is an insane conclusion for the public for to the jump public to. public to jump to. But I'm, like, that is... <laughs> true though like he didn't write a suicide note to his family to, he didn't write it to anyone to and anyone so, like, you didn't you didn't make it better no it's, like even if you had taken me like yeah he wrote it to me that's still not great like no. that's still a sad thing so just tell them it wasn't you <laughs> exactly it's just it's just truly not that difficult to tell the truth and this movie really makes it sound like it does kind of insinuate that and mentally ill people it. are incapable of telling the truth because they would rather live in this lie or not incapable but it's it's incredibly it's hard for them to not, tell the truth like they're gonna tell lies more than they're gonna tell the truth like, and it's very can't because mental illness it's very infantilizing like i don't know a single person with anxiety who struggles with this unique problem that evan hansen seems to have of just lying out his ass all of the time every single day to everyone in his life <laughs> to everyone except in his for life. his family friend <laughs> who's not his friend. who's not his friend <laughs> It's just, it, it, and that's the thing that's is what we're going to get into it. Is he is... just keeps lying and lying and lying and lying to the point where the, which this, I don't even know where to start with this. We'll get into it in the second half when we start to piece apart why this movie is so problematic and behind its time. But he, he lies to the point where the, the girl, the, the, the daughter of the family, the kid who killed himself, falls in love with him. Yeah. Like, which again, what and why what? and when did that happen? You didn't build that in at all, but also Evan has like 
we're supposed to believe he spun this web of lies and now she's just like in love with him. <laughs> he tells his mom like similar adjacent lies and then those clash and his mom's like, what's going on with you? And he's like, I hate you. Yeah. He doesn't say it, but like that's it's implied. Implied. Um, we meet so many interesting characters and we just don't spend any time with the interesting ones and we just focus on like stupid Evan. Absolutely no what I I was telling Carly this last night. I think they wanted to write a story about a family who whose lives were shaken by their son and then committing suicide, which is reasonable. I said <clears throat> it should just be rabbit hole, but instead of the kid dying when they were four by getting hit by a car, it's suicide. But it's the same concept of, like, this is the aftermath and this is how you deal with grief right. in this <clears throat> like situation. That would have been a more interesting story. That would have been very sad. And you have to... And th- then you start to piece apart because they, they get into some interesting questions about, like, the socioeconomic... <clears throat> impact on just all the kids the families have different levels of wealth um and like the the family is a bit of a mess too and they didn't cause their son to kill himself because i don't think any one person can really do that but when your you know teenager commits suicide it is a little different than an adult person you know committing suicide because you have so much influence on their life and so it is A worthwhile analysis, but you don't get to do any of that because, because you're following stupid You're following evidence and which like why in the hell is he even in this why, musical? Why, is he, why do we have to follow him? There were like I said, so he many is other literally people. completely unrelated to the main problem in the he story. Just he just lied his way into it and then became the main character. And, and I then, just like, dates can't. the daughter. And dates it's... the daughter. Finally comes clean when he feels like it's too much for him. Yeah. And the family's catching heat because I guess everyone's mad that Connor didn't write them a suicide note, which again is true. Connor didn't write them a Connor suicide didn't write note. them a suicide so note. So I'm not sure what Evan coming clean really solves. But except in that, like he should come clean because should this lie is the clean, like the most insane five thing I've hours ever. ago. It's not a five hour movie. <clears throat> it feels was, like it. It felt like it, and it's like so much all of the time. Like the whole time they're trying to like emotionally break. They're like be sad for the whole two and a half, however long. I don't know how that long is, is truly but the what whole like it's from start to finish. To they're like <clears throat> you will be sad this whole time. There was no moment of like. Release or levity in or theater that we call playing the ending. Yes, <clears throat> from the very beginning of the movie, you are being insinuated and told what you're supposed to feel by the end of it. Like yeah. you're just supposed to you're feel supposed to bad feel for everybody <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Like that's maybe why I feel so offended that they're like that they want us to feel bad for Evan. Is I'm like you didn't present him with like you you tried to make him feel so like get have us have pity for him so early on and then all of his actions suggested that i shouldn't Should not be pitying <clears throat> this person my god it's it's a dumpster fire. And so now he, you've seen it, and you don't have to go. You don't see. have to go see it. Um, the saving grace, I guess, is Ben Platt is a good singer. Ben Platt's a good singer, and Hot Dad. Oh my God, Hot Dad! I'm gonna get to that in the second part because we do have a break coming up here. But Hot Dad we'll is leave like you the on Hot Dad only the thing I could break. think about this whole movie. <laughs> More after the break. So here's the thing. With Grace and Carly, and it's season two. We have been able to do all this thanks to this free app called Anchor. We use their creation tools to create our podcast just how we want it. And then it does all the work distributing it to places like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. And we make money! That's right, folks. You two can talk into the oblivion and get paid to do it. So no matter the size of your following, even if you still only have those 12 listeners... Or if you're mega-famous like us. Well, more or less. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started on your very own podcast. What are we talking about now? What's happening? It's a really good question, but we're back, so we better figure (laughs) it out. Welcome back, folks. Um, Endless excitement. (laughs) Dear Evan Hansen, um, 
and why it is terrible, right? Yes, we're talking about why it's bad now. Um, and we're gonna still make some jokes, but it also does get a little serious. Like, this, there's some big problems with this film, yes. especially in regards to mental health and suicide. I feel like this sets us back not as far as 13 Reasons Why, but in the same vein. it's It just feels, like, old. Like, I went, I went out of the movie and I was like, what year is it? Like, right, it I, feels like 2007. I thought we were past this. <laughs> yeah. Where suicide is, like, not really understood as no. the mental health crisis that like it's i don't know it feels like it's played as a gimmick in this movie it's like this is the launching point for the story about not this person and like so they're using it in a way that like right we don't get to know anything really about the character that ended up taking his own life nor do we get to truly know much about the people that affected in a great amount like We don't really get to know his family that well because we're too busy being told Evan's lies. Yeah. I even, I, I would even take issue if the whole movie was just about the family and we didn't get to know or understand anything about Connor because it's like, why would you make a movie about suicide and not actually spend time talking about the person for whom that became the only option for them. Connor has, like, two lines. Right. And he's kind of dismissed as just a bully who was troubled. And we don't get to know anything more about him. yeah, he went to rehab. And we're like... Why? What? Uh, for what? Please about tell more us information, more about please? why this kid went to rehab. That's very serious. That's Most high lot. schoolers don't go to rehab. Yeah. That's... An immense, immense intervention. And you can't just, like, say it and then not address it? And that makes the whole plot seem quite flimsy, that anybody would even remotely believe that Evan and Connor knew each other. Because, And it, it makes... I think the fact that everyone goes along with Evan's lie makes it even more insulting to Connor's character because it shows that he, as a person, doesn't really matter. No one's really paying attention to Connor's unique and individualistic traits. (laughs) They're willing to believe this, like, poorly crafted lie. And I get that they're trying to convince you that it's because they're all grieving, but hear me out. Not everybody grieves in the same way, as much as there might be one person who would accept that. And that's obviously the mom character. They're really trying to push that, that, like, Mm -hmm. she accepts this narrative because she just needs there to be a good memory of her son. Like, the fact that nobody else was super suspicious does actually just indicate that Connor really doesn't matter. Yeah. And, like, that is counterintuitive to the point. This show was written by someone who was like, you want to know what I need? I need to make money. Do you know how I'm going to do that? Hot button item. You know how I get that? I just throw in some words like suicide and mental health and bada bing, bada boom, I've got a hit on my hands. That's what happened here. Like, they didn't do their research about it. Like, where's, where's anybody who knew anything about these mental health problems? Like... What, what, like, just... Also, we don't spend, like, you're supposed to believe that Evan is also a certain level of suicidal. You find out at the end, and this is a spoiler, but I don't really care, because (laughs) if you're listening to this podcast, you're not here to have the movie not spoiled for you. (laughs) So... You find out at the end that Evan has this whole narrative, like, what you find out is that at the very beginning, he fell out of a tree at his summer job and he broke his arm, so that's why he has a cast. Um, And he crafts this narrative of, like, that event happening with Connor instead of just by himself because he's so, (laughs) he's so upset and and like reeling from the fact that like he was alone when he fell from the tree and no one came and got him which i would like to point out evan is at work and he works for the state park service by himself <laughs> you, you cleaning the up they parks would call. <laughs> like who did you expect to walk by you're in a gigantic state park and you're at work no one expects you home for hours like yes that's tragic yeah. but like 
Who did you think was going to come and get you? If I worked for the state parks, I have lots of friends. And no one would come to get me from my job. They'd assume I was okay. They'd assume I wasn't climbing a tree. At work doing your job. They'd assume I was doing my job. Also, like... It's insane to me that, like, that is the thing that causes him to feel like, oh, if if a tree fell in the forest, or if I fell in the forest, would anybody ever even care? I'm like, no, bitch. You're in the forest by yourself. You're in the forest by yourself for work. (laughs) Like, no, no one cares. No. And honestly, why would you expect them to? Not because they don't care about you, but because... Because nobody has time to think about someone else that much. Also, when he's, like, spinning this lie about Connor, he changes the date. And I was like, bro, but why, though? Why did you even change the date? Just keep the date the same. What difference does it make if it happened in June or it happened in, like, August? Just... It happened in August. Say it happened in August. August. Don't move it up two months. That doesn't make any sense. I think it's literally because that line about June rhymed in the song, and that is another perfectly encapsulating moment of Dear Evan Hansen, is that they would literally change the entire (laughs) timeline of the show just because the song lyrics sounded good. But what you find out is that Evan didn't actually jump from the no he didn't, he didn't fall he didn't off. fall from the tree he he, he let go or he jumped and i will say this that is that is a level of being suicidal there's sort of it's levels is not the best way to describe it but like there are sort of different mental spaces to be in and that's one of them is the like what if i just did this it's like the intrusive thoughts finally becoming actions Mm -hmm. and it's not like an active death wish or maybe it is and evan just really doesn't understand how basic physics work because it's like you're not gonna die falling like two stories from a tree (laughs) there was no way you were gonna die by doing that but it's not funny that that part in and of itself is not funny no that Um, part when he's like telling his mom that's very serious, very and it's serious. a problem, and also does just kind of... I'm glad he tells his mom, and I guess I don't know what I would be hoping for in terms of a resolution on that, but there just doesn't seem to be... There's no resolution for anything, because they're not trying to resolve anything. They're not trying to fix anything. They right. just want you to he feel just, sad like, for two and a half hours. He talks to his mom, and then it's like, I'm not suicidal anymore, Um and that's not how that works. I guess they don't, he doesn't say I'm not suicidal anymore, but they, do, after that point, he, we're not following him in his like mental health spiral anymore. Like yeah, it's, he's all better now. He's all better. That's the vibe that we get. And, and again, like, it just doesn't portray humans. I'm, I'm just going to straight up say humans well. <laughs> like, no, it these does are not. human they are, creatures. They're, they're like money making fake people like money making archetypes yeah and there are other moments in the show that go unaddressed that are hugely problematic i don't know if this one is in the musical or not because i think it would be hard to execute on stage you Mm. could do it but i don't know if it's in the musical is when his sister during the like requiem song Mm. actually does her own version of what evan does like she she speeds speeds up up almost she stops short of it but almost speeds through a red light and then like slams on the brakes and that is also some concerningly suicide adjacent behavior Mm -hmm. that never gets addressed because her character's struggle is actually just an attachment to Evan's struggle, which is insane because it was her brother who committed suicide and Evan didn't even fucking know him. Evan did not know this person. In case you haven't realized that. that. Her own extremely reckless borderline suicidal behavior is sidelined for Evan's story. Who is he to force his way into this plot? I will say the only interesting thing about it is I have actually never seen a protagonist worm that like force their way into a story where they don't belong and that is kind of fascinating to watch not 
it would be fascinating to watch if it weren't about such serious and important subjects. Like, if you wanted to write a satire about this, it's kind oh, it's of a all right funny there for concept. <laughs> the problem is... It's about difficult subjects. It's about very difficult subjects. And it also, it paints people with mental illnesses, especially some it, that are so common, like anxiety and depression. There's not one redeeming character with a mental illness. Like, they almost have that one girl who's like, I am student, uh, president of everything. And then she pulls the bullshit at the, the end, where she the posts end. the letter on the internet just to get money for her stupid charity. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so what you're saying is mental illnesses are causing all of these people to do these stupid and recklessly selfish things. Yeah. And, and yes, that's the sometimes your mental illness will cause you to do things that are reckless or selfish, but that's so not the entire narrative. And, and it's just not portrayed correctly. Like, I would say straight up, like, I don't know, just the fact that everyone is bad. Yeah. And, like, there, there's just nothing... Like, it's not even earned. Nothing is earned. Nothing is motivated correctly. Like, they're like, it's just because they have a bad brain. And I'm like, that's not... I don't think you understand. You don't understand. No, you don't understand. They also... There's so much opportunity to talk about trauma and how that yeah. influences mental health. And they just miss every single opportunity that they have. Like, yeah. Evan's dad left when he was like three and yeah. won't communicate with him and that is only used as like tangential like evan's struggling because his dad won't talk to him i'm like yeah. no evan's mental health is probably in some ways a direct result of that mm -hmm. abandonment and we could actually break that down if, if you we wanted, wanted a story to. about evan hansen if we wanted a story about evan hansen but we don't even fully get a story about evan hansen we just no. get a story about how evan hansen ruined this poor family's life even worse <laughs> than it already was oh no Oh my god, it's uh, terrible, it's terrible. The only redeeming quality is Hot Dad. Hot Dad and, unfortunately, fortunately, Ben Platt can sing. Ben Platt is a really, really good singer, and in Waving Through a Window, he almost got me. I almost <laughs> pretended to think that he looked remotely like a high schooler. He doesn't, though, Grace. And not like a bigger Sam Weir <laughs> in bad makeup and why, a wig. Why did they put the wig on him like that. I don't and actually think it's a wig. I do think I read him. an article that it's just actually his hair. his hair, and I'm like, why? Why does it look like that? Though? Why was it so long? What? And oh why, my god! They didn't it, do just, that for the musical. It was short in the musical. <laughs> he just looks very awkward. <laughs> and not in a high school way. In a, I'm 30, I'm 30 and I'm pretending to be a high school. Because, like, I can't explain girl... to you how much Ben Platt doesn't even look that old. He acts old. <laughs> he acts like he is an old person pretending to be a young person. Yeah. I can't explain the, the strangeness of his acting choice because if Ben Platt was just Ben Platt, I would believe him as a high schooler. That's he did thing. that one show, the Ryan Murphy show, The Politician, where he literally played a no. high schooler and it was only like two years ago. And like all of the rest of the cast was like not that far off in his age. I think like, Donnie is 26. Yeah. But he still plays a high schooler. You know Because he's not trying so hard. Amanda's, Amanda Stenberg is yeah. not... And Caitlin Deaver are both in their early 20s at the very, like, youngest. So, like, you didn't have to try so hard <laughs> makeup so and, and like, artist team. He's only and... 27. There are people... He, Stalker Channing was 30 when she played Rizzo. <laughs> and that wasn't great, but it was certainly better than Evan Hansen. <laughs> also, like, I'm done with Nepot. I know it will never go away, but, like, Daddy, I want it. And then I get it. And, and I'm just like, ben there were so many better people. Dad was the... Like, and honestly, to some degree, it doesn't even matter because, like, it's a dumb show. It's a dumb show, but, but I'm just mad about it. <laughs> watching Ben Platt be a 30-year-old pretending to be a 16-year-old is just so unbelievable watching Caitlin Deaver, like, pretend to fall in love with him halfway through the show. And not just because it's unjustified. It is. There's absolutely no justification for that relationship. But they don't want to be together. And you want to know why? Is because Ben Platt looks creepy because he looks like he's 30 <laughs> pretending to be 17. I want the kid who played Luigi... No, yeah. 
Linguini. Linguini. <laughs> Andrew Barth Feldman would have been a lovely choice to play an absolutely insane <laughs> character. Like, yeah. it's still it's still a bad show. <laughs> I'm telling you, the only redeeming quality, hot dad. Hot dad. The family that Evan brutally abuses <laughs> in this movie, who are not perfect, mind you. Like, they, they almost get to a point where they actually kind of talk about how some of their, like... They're a wealthy family, and there are some ways in which that wealth is a bit of a poison to them. And all of that conversation literally stops when Evan is like, I actually lied through my ass for this whole movie. And then you have to feel bad for this family because, like, Evan did the most batshit thing <laughs> you could ever imagine and like how are you not gonna feel bad for this family who was lied to for the past like how many months and like guys i know that you're not gonna see this and you're like okay but he just lied once he didn't lie just once i don't know how to like fully describe it to people who every don't every day for so bad he made it so much worse than just being like oh yeah i knew him we were friends he was like okay but also here's my fake emails here's my like heart it ripping stories so my face like easy it would have been so easy to be like actually we weren't friends connor did sign my cast and like all you had to do was say the story because like connor does come up to him and he signs evan's cast he's like i'll sign your cast and evan's like you just screamed at me two seconds ago but okay and he's like, i'm we can pretend we have friends he's like now we can both pretend that we have friends and it's a sad thing to say but it is actually a nice thing to say like just tell the family then and don't lie it's every sad, day until prom. But that's honest. And yeah, they literally, first of all, also, this one, the the, the girl is wearing a white dress. <laughs> and I leaned over to Carly and I was like, are they getting married? <laughs> and I said, no, they're going to prom. And she said, nobody, oh, wears, nobody wears a, a white dress prom to prom. And I was like, um... Sam did in Cinderella's story. And I said, because it was a wedding dress. Because Rhonda was literally like, here, wear my wedding dress to your prom. People don't normally go around doing that. They had to go to a whole costume store before Rhonda got the bright idea to have her wear that wedding dress. I digress. I keep trying to talk about Hot Dad. I'm sorry. I think it's Danny Pino is the actor. Um, so attractive. So attractive. I don't have any more notes. He's just very good looking. <laughs> he popped on screen for the first time and Grace is like, hello. That's all I can think about. <laughs> all I can think about is how this dad is hot and none of this matters. Nothing matters. He's the stepdad too. Yes. Which yeah. like... Could have been a cool dynamic if they actually talked about the family talked like, about at the all. Family. Like the actual family, but not the fake. Kind of like they almost started to talk about how being a blended family, like there there were some issues there, and yeah. then they stopped because Evan was like, "I've been lying to you <laughs> for months." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, the most like important part of the movie. They were like, "And G Kizzles, let's make it about." Evan again. <laughs> like, the family is arguing, but they're arguing about real stuff. They're arguing about, like, hey, what what ways in which we work as a family that were, like, were not helping our son? And, like, it's uh, an important because part we of still the have grieving a... process, exactly. too, is, and also, is to go over it like And also, we still have a daughter, and we need to, we need to be, there for the daughter. be there for our daughter, who Who's we actually abandoned when our son was bullying her. And then Evan is like, actually, none of that matters because I'm it's a liar. It's all about me. <laughs> it's all about me, still. And he still doesn't learn his lesson. The last, like, 15 minutes of the movie are him trying to get to know Connor, oh, even though Connor's dead, I'm like, no, Evan, just take leave this energy alone. <laughs> take this energy to new people in your life. Try to get to know them. Also, I would just like to add that Evan looks up in the yearbook, Connor's favorite books, and it's like the fourth grade yearbook. <laughs> and there is a Kurt Vonnegut book, and what was the one that I was per- really Persepolis? <laughs> I am rolling on the floor laughing <laughs> because Persepolis is about an Iranian, I think, or Iraqi, but I'm pretty sure Iranian journalist 
who talks about it's a graphic novel, but it's a very dark, serious autobiographical graphic novel that I had to read for high school about this woman's upbringing in Iran. And, and the fourth like, grader was not reading. Fourth grade Connor's favorite book <laughs> is Persepolis. <laughs> no fucking way. Absolutely not. I reject it. I no. Absolutely. Like I'm watching Ben Platt reading Persepolis, and I'm like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. What am I doing here? Did I die? Is this purgatory? Just like. Just just to show you that they did not know who Connor was. They did not no. care. Connor is just a vessel for whatever they needed Connor to be. Which in I that think moment. that's what makes it really behind its time, yeah. if anything else, is that they take a person who was ex- struggling extremely um, mm-hmm. with their mental health and with suicidal thoughts, which then they did enact, and they make him a vessel. They don't actually make him a character that we can know and understand or learn anything from. Yeah. He is just a vessel to tell a very, very trite story. And it's just a really, really sad attempt to write about and understand mental health that does more harm than good. Yeah. (laughs) And also... Can't say it any better than that. Ben Platt and his makeup. Is the silliest uh, we'll never thing, forget. silliest thing on the planet. Oh, I mean, like, there's one more thing we just wanted to talk about real quick. We're gonna wrap it up, but that was the emotional. So here's the thing, bit you got it. Here's the bonus bit. Um, nobody's going to see this movie. <laughs> Everyone watched the trailers and was like, "Yep, that was funny enough." And that is all you ever need. The joke was the trailers. Truly, truly, there is no reason to see this movie. Because, Just watch the show. And honestly, I think if they had cast someone who made a little bit more sense as a high schooler, like if they had cast Jordan Fisher, people might have gone to see it. People might have still thought it was about a queer kid trying to figure out their identity in high school. But because they cast Ben Platt, and because he looked so insane, like so bonkers, in this movie, in the trailer, yeah. everybody was like, what's up with Dear Evan Hansen anyway? And they learned the plot and they were like, oh, well, that's not what I thought that was about. I'm not going to spend money on that. So honestly, this podcast might not be as relevant as we thought it was going to yeah. be because More people, you know, understood the assignment and gave up. After the trailer. So we should have released this podcast when the trailer came out. Honestly. But I'm still glad we got to talk about it because, ooh, boy, howdy. What a crazy oh, story. So we're funny, so listen to our podcast for <sighs> the funny jokes. But yeah. it's... <laughs> this is an awkward Anyway, silence. we are going a bit over time, so I think it's about time to wrap it's this up. It's time to say goodbye. Yes, goodbye, Until everybody. Until next week. Until next Follow week. Follow us on Instagram, yes. Twitter, and Facebook, and all those other fun things to figure out what comes next. I believe we are at Holiday House Media on almost everything except Twitter. We are holiday underscore house underscore. Um, but you look for the, the little pink and purple logo with the yellow letters, and that's us. Bye! If you like this podcast and can't get enough of Grace and Carly's hot takes, join us on our Patreon account, where we have video segments, bonus content, and every episode of the podcast completely ad-free. We have monthly memberships for $3 a month or $5 a month, and if you commit for three months, you can get an awesome sticker. Plus, we will be sure to give you a shout-out on our next episode. Head over to patreon.com forward slash so here's the thing. And help us reach our goal of 10 new subscribers this season. Setting the bar high. See you next time. Bye. Bye.